Good morning, everyone. It is Paul Cerro from Cedar Grove Capital. Today is Monday, October 10th, and I'm going to be doing another read aloud of our most recent post titled F45 M&A Arbitrage Play. Can there still be money to be made after the pop? Um, so for those of you that don't know, at the end of September, F45 Training, ticker symbol FXLV, received an unsolicited proposal from one of its investors, Kennedy Lewis Investment Management LP, or for this argument's sake, acronym KLIM, to acquire the company in a $385 million take private offer at $4 a share. So for those of you who don't know, F45 Training is the fitness studio brand that had a big investment from Mark Wahlberg back in 2019. They pride themselves on having um, fitness classes that can be done in 45 minutes, hence the 45. It is also a company that we held a position in at the beginning of the year, which we closed in favor of Exponential Fitness. Thankfully, we made the right decision. In this post, I'm going to be talking about this deal and if I think there's an arbitrage trade to be done here. So let's first start off with the deal context. KLIM is the third largest shareholder in the company, owning about 14.6% of the shares after a late August purchase of more than 3.5 million shares of the brand. KLIM is owned by Darren Richmond, who sits on the F45 board, and David K. Sheen. F45 Trading went public in July 2021 at a price of $16 per share and was valued at $1.4 billion. Its stock has never risen higher than $16.44 per share and fell to as low as $0.78 per share at, at one time. After Darren Richmond of KLIM made the bid public on September 30th, the stock rose to $3 per share from $2.19 the day prior. The filing states that KLIM believes returning to private status would allow the company to, quote-unquote, be in a stronger position to maximize its resources and realize strategic value that enhances its operations and supports its stakeholders, end quote. What that actually means, I don't know, but it might imply that the noise from a declining stock price is hurting morale and taking space in the minds of management that can be optimized elsewhere. Members of the F45 Trading Board of Directors, which includes actor and producer Mark Wahlberg, will evaluate the proposal with its advisors to determine the best course of action for the company and its stockholders. The proposal calls for the board to establish an independent committee to review the proposal, to solicit and evaluate other proposals, and to negotiate terms of the proposal. But will this deal happen? Given the shares closed at $3.45 on Friday, October 7th, the market is basing a 70% chance of the deal being completed. However, I'm skeptical of the deal happening, but I think there's a way to come out on top. So first off, valuation is a far cry. While the offer price is relatively good based on the 52-week low, you need to put things into perspective. Back in 2019, Mark Wahlberg took a stake in the company via his special purpose vehicle, MWIG, uh, at a $450 million valuation. At the, take pri- at the take private price now, KLIM buying the 85% it doesn't own would put the valuation at the same level it was three years ago. But while the valuation has come down from its peak, that doesn't mean that the company hasn't grown since then. Uh, for those of you listening in, I've included a revenue growth chart. Um, but however, its losses are mounting and it's, collecting, it's collectively lost $60 million in free cash flow over the last 12 months. This is one of the ma- many reasons the company's stock has collapsed. But even before the proposal was submitted, it's not like the company isn't taking steps to send the bleeding. In July, the company announced it would lay off 110 people in the corporate office, comprising 45% of its corporate workforce. The layoffs would cost the company 
10 million to 12 million in severance and related costs, but it would save 15 million to 20 million per quarter in SGNA expenses, which is approximately 40 to 50% less than SGNA expenses during the first quarter of 2022. This announcement caused F45 stock to fall 61.5% to close at $1.35 per share on July 27th. While this cost savings initiative won't allow FXLV to break even EBITDA, it will help with the bleeding. If management and the board of directors feel like they can get it done on their own, taking a deal might cut them off too soon to see the fruit of their labor. So the next point is equity capital markets. While not game-changing, it is a factor to consider, especially when FXLV was supposed to go public via a SPAC. Going private would cut off its access to equity capital markets and its ability to fundraise if needed. Given the company only has $8.5 million in cash and burned over $15 million in the the most recent quarter, the odds of them needing money are looking pretty high. While the companies could still raise through the debt markets, rising rates and suboptimal operations, it could get expensive really fast. Cutting off 50% of its channels for additional funding while they're trying to sort things out would most likely not be the best idea. And that's the 50% meaning cutting off um, the equity capital market side uh, from the total of debt capital markets plus equity capital markets. But let's move on to the board of directors. Here's where the tide may be in the favor of a take private. While the CEO and one of the founders, Adam Gilchrist, was outed earlier in the summer, he is still a member of the board. While still being a large shareholder, over 20%, there are other directors that could be in favor of the take private. For instance, out of the current board of 11, Mark Wahlberg and through his SPV own two seats. KLIM owns one and other board of directors could be swayed for this as well. Unlike other take privates where the acquirer could scrap management and redo the board, KLIM in the proposed stated, quote, the proposal states that if that it is conditioned on other large stockholders of the issuer agreeing to roll over their existing equity in connection with the proposed transaction, end quote, meaning they are not looking to take control, but rather partner with others that they also believe will be better off being private instead of uh, being a public company right now. This could help the odds that the company should be in private hands should many of the current equity holders, excluding institutional investors, believe that they can re-IPO in a few years once operations become better again. Given much of F45's recent marketing has Mark Wahlberg's face and likeness, I find it hard to believe that he would entertain being completely bought out and not rather just have his equity rolled over, despite his massive selling earlier this year for a liquidity event. But now let's move on to the trade structure itself. So when it comes to the deal, the way I'm thinking about it isn't quite a lucrative one, but uh, right now can provide some returns based on whether the deal is happening or not. The structure I'm thinking of going equity long and put options short. To remind you, the scenario does not account for implied volatility, which will lead to increased returns should the deal fall apart, and uh, the time factor. With that said, let's have a look. So I've included a chart of the put uh, put options for October 21st, November 18th, and December 16th, and the strike prices for each. Since the deal was announced at the end of September, I would imagine that the board of directors would not need too much time to decide if they want to go private or not. Could it be until the third week of October, aka October 21st? Sure. But let's be cautious and say that by November 18th, which is about 1.5 months from the announcement, they will have their decision. To make the best use of the risk war repricing here, I'm looking at uh, November 18th, $2.50 strike puts that last traded at 10 cents a contract. So if we look at the model that I've included, 
it, using simple numbers here, but the ratio I'm portraying is going along shares via blocks of 100 and short via put contracts in sets of three. So let's take a look at the long math. If we expect the deal to close, the equity will get us $25 in earnings, $55 long return, plus the $30 of worthless put contracts. Should the deal close on November 18th, we can expect mid to high single digit returns, which according to my model shows 6.7% net return, but an excellent IRR of 80%. This obviously can be maximized more if you cut down on the put contracts, but that leaves you more exposed should the deal not be completed. But now if we pivot over to the short math, if we expect the deal to fall apart, I'm considering a 50% cut to the share price for two main reasons. One, given how much the stock has rallied on the news, it only makes sense that the stock would retrace back to the lows, which was around $2.19 before the announcement. However, point number two, with the market being more volatile since the announcement, I believe further downside is warranted, which brings me to $1.73 per share if we're just doing the Friday's close and a 50% haircut. The break-even put contract price is $2.40, which means that should the share price crater to $1.75, the spread is about $0.70 cents a contract. Again, this is not including the implied volatility. The loss on the equity would be about $172.50, while the net gain on the option contracts would be about $210. This leaves us a greater net return, which is about uh, flat 10%, and an IRR, which is 138%, both of which are higher than if the deal closes because you're making back the premium you paid on the put contracts. So if we look at our closing thoughts, Either way, you could in theory make money on either way this deal does or doesn't happen. But my biggest question mark is what KLIM expects to do once the take private occurs, well, if it does. Since we don't know exactly what they have in mind, we can say with any level of confidence that the company in private hands would fare better than in public ones. This goes with my comments on the access to equity capital markets I mentioned earlier. Because of this, I can't place any additional weight like I could on our Microsoft Activision trade which we published earlier this year, and I've attached in the uh, post below. This F45 take private will be an interesting one uh, once the committee makes their decision. But given that there isn't much premium left, you really have to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? And full disclosure, guys, I just wanna make sure that everybody knows that we do not have a position in F45 training at the time of writing this article. Um, if you do uh, have any thoughts or comments or questions, please make sure to respond in the, in the comment section below. And if you did enjoy today's article, please make sure to share the, uh, hit the heart button and share it with your friends. So until next time, guys, this is Paul Serra from Cedar Grove Capital. Thank you for listening in and we'll see you next time. Bye.